0: We're, I'm not, we're,
1: we're live now, Mike. We're live now. We got to. say saying, the secrets.
0: I, I, I understand, secrets. but but I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna end the end with this. I, I've been I've been a poo pooer in the past. And I'm trying to get away from that, so I'm gonna I'm not gonna poo poo you. I'm gonna. I appreciate it. I'm gonna I'm gonna lift you up, buddy.
1: Mike, you, you're you're a Barnabas. You know that.
0: I'm trying to be because I'm really not. It's more of a spiritual discipline for me to 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 try to to push the the pendulum in the other direction. And it's a real spiritual battle. Let me tell you.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, but I do think, yeah, we're just having a really good conversation prior to coming on air and, and I'm, we're not going to get into details, but part of it's like, all right, how uh, is assessing your own, what the Lord's calling calling you to do and participate in and to make the most cuz I look at like I look at all the all the great folks that we look we look up to from like the reformation onward right most of them mm. died before 60 years old and I go <laughs> right? okay uh if I'm here for 60 years which is 20 26 more years good grief. how yeah. is how is the best way to utilize that time for the kingdom for the kingdom 100%. Of God? Yep. and and if if that's that's just kind of how i view things right but i, I guess i guess there are other uh, other things that contribute to maybe being part of things that are less effective um sure yeah i guess that's that's as clear as i could put it put it while remaining vague <laughs> so so uh anyway that's not the topic of today's show um i did appreciate uh so so, I have one comment commenter uh on my Facebook post earlier asking for for ideas on what we could talk about today, and one person messaged me and said, uh, "You and Mike should talk about uh how you're not excited about anything <laughs> you're not excited about it and it wasn't uh, uh <laughs> Mike and I are not operating from a place of deep deep depression where we can't think of um w- where just nothing excites us. And and maybe Mike's depressed. Maybe I'm depressed too, but
0: listen, that... I, I, I do have a melancholy personality and my, my wife, every so often I will get struck with excitement here or there. Like if it's a really like Patriots or sports sometimes, but not overall, but like momentarily, like, oh great play or great game or, or whatever, but I'm not a very excitable person, which I feel bad for my church because I'm like, that's why I could never be like a, a mega church pastor because I'm not, I'm not an over the top hype person. I'm not excitable. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a crowd raiser. Um, but I do get happy. I, I do experience happiness. I do get passionate from time to time. Uh, but I also show it in different ways, but you should talk to my wife. Cause, um, especially, <laughs> so she always tells this example. She, before we got married, it was like a week or so before we got married, I think. And she asked me, So are you excited about getting married? Or she said, like, are you excited about the wedding or whatever? Um, and I was like, Sure.
1: <laughs> Mike, Mike, I'm the same way. I'm the same. Robin will ask me, like, oh, you're excited about this, excited about that. And I'm kind of like, eh, I'm looking forward to it. Like I'll probably like there are things that when we get there, I'll be excited about, but like,
0: you know, uh, I'm not. My mind, my, Hey, I have to, as I said, battle melancholy. Eeyore is my spirit animal. You know, I battle anxiety. I do battle depression, more anxiety, but I do battle depression. And so in all honesty, my mind is too active and busy and gray to get excited like to to spend time thinking about things ahead of time to be excited about them because wait
1: wait can you were you talking about your own wedding yes oh my god wait you said that about your own wedding i totally missed that i just thought you meant like weddings in general you meant your own wedding erica i am so sorry I'm really sorry that Mike was not excited to marry you. That is that <laughs> I cannot, I cannot believe that. That must be this poor woman, man. You you talk about being you I know Netflixing know. and chilling in front of the Congress. How many times do you embarrass her a week uh, in your sermons? And now even on air for everyone to well. To in all they- honesty,
0: she married me, so it's like just that's the embarrassing part in general that she married me. So
1: I, I was infinitely excited to marry Robin and each and every single day, I tell Robin how much I love her and how, you know, just every last night I played hockey, got home and she was like kind of falling asleep watching, I don't know, something. And then <clears throat> I was like, Hey, you want to snuggle? And she, and we snuggle for a little bit, fall asleep to how I met your mother. And, uh, yeah man i was like hey everything I was you looking say forward to this everything you're day. saying
0: is digging a very big hole for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> good good <That's> so. <laughs> um we're we're just different we're just different we're, Some we're of us cherish different. our wives. Not, let me put it don't.
0: this way it was, it wasn't that i wasn't <laughs> excited to get married i just didn't show it like with exuberance
1: uh-huh.
0: um and i and to be honest events stress me out thinking about having to be at an event like and here's the, here's the thing that stress, it stressed me out also. And I'm always thinking about details because being the pastor and getting like having like in all honesty, I was stressed about the wedding because I was thinking I'm not going to be there for cleanup. Will they get everything back in line for Sunday morning
1: for your own wedding?
0: Right. Exactly. After Wait, my so own wedding. You so, pa- were you
1: pasting, pastoring before you got married?
0: I was pastor for two months. Officially, pastor for two months before about before we got married.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So
0: there's stuff like that that I'm taking into account. There are details that make it so that I'm more stressed out about okay. the event. Okay. But I I have been and am excited to be her husband. Um, without a, without a doubt. Um,
1: <laughs> so so tell me this, Mike. Now she grew up at that church, right? The church that you're pastoring. Yes. Yeah. So, so Mike, was that like part of the dowry was like, you became pastor and, and...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's probably it. That, that was probably the back room door deal that got me in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot to be, to to be uh, hopeful for, there's a lot to be excited about. Maybe it just doesn't display itself in exuberance. But as pastors, sometimes, and I fi- and I find this like things in your local church can be going really well, and then when you when you start talking about things that you care about that aren't going so well, mm-hmm. um, then that can have a negative impact on you as well. So um, enough of that though because we have a plethora of topics to to discuss today. We thank you for everyone who commented on my Facebook post out really just looking for different topics to discuss. Maybe we will get to all of them, maybe we won't. But most importantly, Mike, the thing that I am most excited about actually right now is uh the new Mario Party. Have you played it yet?
0: I have not played the new one. We, our kids our our kids like the the one right before this on the Switch. They like the mini Uh games. They don't necessarily like the board game piece, but they like to Uh just go in and play the mini games. And so um, it it is fun, but I'm not as big of a fan of it as my kids are. I do enjoy Uh it, but um, uh, no, I'm interested to hear your take on the new one.
1: So it is different. Um, I never played the original. Um, (laughs) Nathaniel says the best uh, suggestion showed up in messenger for at least a topic. And that would be one that he brought up. Which is different than the one I mentioned earlier. You wanted us to talk about Civil War generals and all this and that. And uh, anyway, um, yeah. So the new Mario Party ha- has some different mechanics than the original one for the Switch. I'm told that it's more like the original Mario Parties for like N64 hmm. and whatever platforms came before the Switch. I never played those, so so I'm completely unaware. So uh, I played get-
0: one. I played it once.
1: So you I'm don't get part, or or uh, what is it called you don't get friends
0: uh okay.
1: like you know how you can get friends in in the original Mar- Mar- Mario Party super the new one Superstars the previous one is I don't I don't even recall but um you can't get friends that they're just some some different stuff but the new mini games are are really good man like mm-hmm. there's some really good ones I really like the boards I think it's a lot more even. It's mm-hmm. easier to come back if you're down by th- by a couple stars. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So I, I like it. I like it. I won last night. Uh, so Well, that's
0: why you liked it because – Yeah. You we've like only played twice,
1: though. We've only played t- <laughs> twice, though. So we played Halloween night, and then we played last night. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, get it. Nice, but we still gotta set up like a family against. Fa- can you have? Is there a max amount of players you can have online? I don't know, because Robin played along with Adeline with her, with with Robin's brother and wife. Robin said there's four. There's a max of four, so that kind of stinks.
0: Right. So, so it couldn't be like four of you guys and four of us, and we have an eight player game type of right. thing.
1: You know what we should do? We should have a. uh um, we should do a, t- I wonder if you can do a team party and we should have a team and it will be you and Erica and Robin and I,
0: that would be dope. That would be so much more fun than Netflix and chilling. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm not going to touch
1: it. So funny story, right? So, so this past Sunday, this past Sunday, was um, I preached and, and I was overcoming a, um, uh. Uh, what do you call a concussion i got concussed last week playing hockey and um so so for a few days i was having headaches it was like like brain fog and all that i thought i was good for sunday and um dude i was all over the place one of the i mean probably one of the worst sermons i've ever preached and and i say that and i and i and i don't want to discount what the lord can do amid Mm -hmm. um uh, amid fallen people but um, <laughs> there were several times where I like started a story and like completely forgot what I was doing and like transition like didn't even transition just like went into something different it was so it was just bad. well, there was a moment where I had mentioned how you know we're talking about late at night and and all this, and I said, and you know and I said, <laughs> I mentioned Netflix like oh this is the time for for you know to sit back relax netflix and you know Netflix, <laughs> and, and the, so it was, I almost and immediately in that moment I thought, did I just pull a Mike Alex? Did I just <laughs> almost pull a Mike Alex? So I thought about you as I was preaching this past Sunday. So
0: that makes for a good for a good preaching experience. Thinking of me.
1: Mm, mm. So <laughs> yeah, man. Um. So with the new Mario Party, different uh different playable characters too. So you okay. Can't, so you can play with uh. I forget what it's called. Robin might know. She can put it in the comment section. But the person she was playing with was like a, a pink elephant or something. Um, mm. And then I was Yoshi. Um, I used to play with Bowser, but Bowser's not a playable character right now. Really?
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. really that's, that's been one of my complaints about it, is the limited character choices. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But. There's also no custom die. So, everyone plays with the same same die the whole okay. game. So, yeah. I guess that evens things out because sometimes the kids like to play with characters that don't have the best die. But mm-hmm. um, I went with Bowser because I thought he had the best die. And I went online, mm-hmm. like, tried to find, like, what other people said, like, st- like mathematically, which one's the best die to get. Um, Bowser and Donkey Kong were the two best. So, mm. in, in the previous Mario Party, not the current one. So, right. Anyway. Interesting. Anyway, we got to set that up, man. Uh, yeah, you we'll have Erica, to buy it first. No, no, you. I don't know if they have team party for the new one, so we can play the the previous uh, one.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that would be fun. Yeah.
1: yeah, Rod. I usually play as Bowser, and she usually pl- when we play on that one, she usually plays as uh, a female dinosaur yeah on that one. I forget which which character. I can't get all the characters names, man. So, so yeah. So any, anything exciting happening? Did you guys go trick or treating?
0: Oh, well, our church did a little harvest party on Sunday, which was which was really good. Uh-huh. And then right after that, we brought the kids trick-or-treating because it's been a few years we've done, done trunk-or-treats and they haven't been real trick-or-treating. So we decided mm-hmm. to let them do that for an hour. And on the way there, our youngest fell asleep. And uh, I was like, we, it's he's so tired. It was like six o'clock. We're not going to wake him up. And so I just stayed in the van and followed like a creeper stalker uh, um, behind my family as they we went into Erica's old childhood neighborhood. But and then we went to go grab some Little Caesars cheap, hot and ready pizza. To when we went home and on our way home from the from Little Caesars, our youngest woke up and was like, "I thought we were going trick or treating," <laughs> and we were like, "We we already did, buddy." He was like, "Mommy, you tricked us." <laughs> to which she awesome. was like, "Your dad thought it would be better to let you sleep." <laughs> but. The poor was poor okay? little three-year-old. Was he yeah, okay? he was fine. He always okay. fine. He's got plenty of candy from the harvest party.
1: Yeah. So we had a trunk or treat last Wednesday here at the church, and we had over 300 people.
0: Wow. Uh, attend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it
1: was incredible, man. Um, it was really cool. Now I wasn't here. Uh, I ended up because I had the concussion. I was just so exhausted. My head was killing me. I went home and, and rested. So, hmm. yeah.
0: Based on Robin's suggestion, mm-hmm. so good suggestion. Yeah, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, now you know, now it's uh, ramping up for Thanksgiving. I've got Berkshire Christian board meetings next week, flying down to your neck of the woods next week. But
1: oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So we've had I actually, some
1: email exchange over that.
0: Yeah. So the reality is because of the just the craziness of the week. I probably won't be available for Bible and banter next week.
1: Dude. Uh, I will accept that as long as you come, you should come down early and hang out.
0: I already booked the tickets and they're non refundable. Why do you hate me, Michael? Uh, it's not personal. I hate everybody.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so talk, it's not about hating things. Have you decided whether I'm about to book my room for, for AC leaders conference in February. So, are
0: you going to come to this thing or not, man? Do you do? You, I don't. I don't know. Do you hate
1: Jesus or love Jesus? That's I love I mean.
0: Jesus. I hate yeah. traveling.
1: <laughs> so I was told, "Hey, rooms are filling up quick." So, um,
0: <laughs> really, are they? See, go
1: figure.
0: See, go go figure. See, the, I, the did, I find that, that hard to believe. To, I feel I feel like people la- are saying that to get people to register. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I, I believe that. This this
1: thought just struck me. This thought just struck me, and, and I hope it doesn't get me in trouble, but I don't know who I'd be in trouble with. But uh did you go to the last AC leaders conference? The one in, in, in uh Waymart, Pennsylvania. So that one was all on it was focused on discipleship. It was really good. Uh Dr. Kevin Peck led that discussion, gave us a lot of practical application. It was good to see everyone. But the the high like the we had a much higher percentage of younger pastors who attended um, much higher than the, the, from what I'm told, the, the AC leaders conference prior to that one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wasn't well attended that, that AC leaders conference. It will be curious to see how well this one's attended um, and what the age demographic is, because I wonder if holding it at a retirement community,
0: um, They're all, all the attendees are already down there.
1: Well, well I just, I just, <laughs> yeah, you don't get to book of rooms if you already live there. But I, I just wonder if it's going to be more highly attended in in if the percentage is going to be, you know, a lot more in favor of of older guys who who maybe are like, hey, I'm going to go take a look around here while while I'm down here. Um, also, most of the younger pastors I talked to aren't exactly excited about the the topic, but. As I've talked with Matt Larkin because the guy who's talk who's gonna be the featured speaker is his thesis advisor. Um so so Larkin's got me pretty excited about it. And there's lots of downtime to hang out with everyone. So mm-hmm. um I'm really looking forward to hanging out with you, Mike. Uh maybe we can smoke some cigars and uh, you know, do as men do,
0: whatever that is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so we Might. we will see. Let let me get past the 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 Berkshire meetings, and then I'll I'll hunker down and make a decision.
1: Well, don't even fly all the way down there. Fly into Raleigh. I'll pick you up, and you, we can drive down with uh with Matt Rice. Hmm. We'll carpool. Be a nice little trip, nice little road trip, well, well boys trip.
0: Yeah. Do you have TikTok? Yeah. We'll have to TikTok our way down.
1: I don't tick I don't TikTok. Although although uh facebook added this reels feature
0: or whatever uh, yeah it's just it's that's basically what tiktok is
1: yeah yeah i've watched it a little bit but it's too easy to like just get in and de- i get yeah. too oh, much yeah. I can't spend yeah. Yeah. yeah um so mike let's uh let's get into things that people are probably more interested in <laughs> than You and I talking about this other stuff uh so Let me pull up our our text conversation so I remember. what. So we talked about martyr party. Um, Catherine asked, why should people study the Old Testament? Like, why is the Old Testament important for us to study?
0: Um, I don't know. I agree with Andy Stanley. I don't think it's necessary.
1: Shut shut your pie hole, man. You know that's not the case. You're just saying that because you want to – Just because Um, we actually so so
0: the New Testament's a shorter read. It's easier to read. You you get the salvation bits. I mean, context, foundations, past history are are really not not needed for current day living and understanding.
1: For those who are unaware, Mike is just being sarcastic right now. He does not actually believe that. Um, Have you preached in the Old Testament? Yeah. Okay. Well, so I, haven't pre- I haven't
0: preached in the Old Testament because that's already happened, but I've preached from the Old Testament.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. So, um, so of course, we find value in the Old Testament. Give me a couple of reasons why you think there is value.
0: I just gave you the exact opposite of everything I said. Is <laughs> okay. why there's
1: value. Okay, I'll tell <laughs> you. So, so you just decide you wanted to waste people's time on Sunday morning by preaching through the Old Testament, which you have no yeah. uh, I no. know you're not an Andy Stanley, and I, I know you're not a Marcion. Um, you can go look up Marcion on your own time, maybe we'll talk about him later on at some point. But, um, yeah, tell so why did you decide to preach in the Old Testament? Uh,
0: well, honestly, the what have I preached on? Well, I preached on Daniel. Um, and so I think Daniel is exceptionally important for what it for a, the reliability of Scripture,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and two to point forward to Christ being a, a better Daniel, and mm-hmm. the fact that Daniel points forward to Him and His um, life, death, resurrection, and, and coming again. Um, I preached through Proverbs, which was real hard real hard but the reason for that is because Jesus claims he himself is the wisdom of God and mm-hmm. so I look at proverbs as as uh, Christ's um, fulfillment of, of proverbs in our relationships in our lives um, so a, you know a, as always the the Old Testament is a big old arrow to who Christ is that's where we that's where the promises of God are all yes in Jesus right? Mm -hmm. so that means that the we go back to the old testament and we see the promises made and the promises fulfilled in jesus and Mm -hmm. so it shows to the the love and commitment of christ Mm -hmm. uh, of god in christ by fulfilling the promises of the old testament and the new testament Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's good i think the only thing i would add to that mike is uh it's the it's the scriptures that 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 Jesus taught from and the disciples, the apostles after him. Um, when we look mm-hmm. at second Timothy three sixteen. you know, all scriptures God breathed. Um, Paul has in mind there, primarily the old Testament though. We see in other portions of the new Testament authors affirming the other, book. you know, uh, other authors of the new Testament, you know, primarily Paul and Peter, but the old Testament um, is, as you said, all points to Jesus and is all fulfilled in Jesus. Um, but it's also Jesus quoted the Old Testament. The apostles quoted the Old Testament. It is, it is incredibly important for us. They found value in the Old Testament. Therefore, we should find value in it as well. So um, if, if you are neglecting the Old Testament, I'd encourage you to get in the Old Testament. And if you uh, I actually had a conversation with someone more recently, if you struggle to understand the Old Testament, um, a good study Bible can help, but also if you're looking for something that's more in a narrative or a directive form, there's a great series of commentaries. Uh, I was pulling whatever I could. Um, the Christ-centered exposition series. Um, this is like essentially it's more like sermons, and and mm-hmm. I I find them useful, especially in times where you know I might want to I'll read scripture and then I'll read that. You know if I if I don't really um, especially like if I'm a really spiritually dry time, I'll use them to, uh, as an encouragement and come alongside, like maybe I just don't have the, uh, the energy, maybe because I am depressed. Maybe it's because of all kinds of things that I just can't delve into the scripture the same way that I, I would typically do that. I help. I use others that have done the heavy lifting for me and, and help them speak into my life as I'm reading scripture as well. So I'd encourage you in that way um cool so the old testament is important that's good stuff mm. um apologetics man so someone asked um i think it was nancy Guess asked this she said uh it, um if we could discuss the importance of apologetics but first maybe for those who don't know what apologetics are or is mike what is apologetics
0: a philosophical defense of the Christian faith.
1: Is it only philosophical?
0: No, but that's the rote uh, definition that I learned while at Bix.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So it's uh, in, a, in an even more basic sense. It's the defense of the Christian faith. So you can have right. an apology. So an apologetic isn't something that's uniquely Christian. <clears throat> it's a term that we use that you're giving a defense for anything that you believe. So Christian apologetics is the practice of defending the Christian faith, essentially answering why do you believe what you believe? Yeah. Um. So why, why would yeah. that be important?
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of want to go back a little bit because I've actually morphed a little bit over the past couple of years on this. Um, not that it's not important, but how we go about apologetics, I think my views on that have changed Um, because I I really feel like, especially the modern day apologetics of, uh, you know, just lamb based people with facts um, doesn't necessarily work today because as we have come to learn, our society has no real basis of truth. You know, we have no set line and so I think it's exceptionally important for people to know apologetics, know why the Bible is trustworthy, have arguments for why evil, why God allows for evil, all of, all of these things, why Jesus is an exclusive Savior. Mm-hmm. But I don't find that today that's the entryway into relationship with people or evangelism. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good buffer. I th- but I really think, you know, back in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and even into the 2000s, it was popular and to some degree successful to convince people of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that that's the tr- true anymore. I think we need to show them before we, we convince them.
1: And I would respond with, why not both? Right. And, and well, I'm sure you say the same, you would suggest the same thing because I've, I've heard of, uh, I've seen examples of, of, you know, apologists and there are people like this is their, like, this is their ministry. They simply, um, they craft and equip Christians with apologetics and, but they also reach into communities where, you know, of diverse worldviews and share Christ amid their apologetics. And there are counts of of people um, coming to faith through apologetics. So I don't want to discount that either. But Maddie Ch- Chandler uh, had said uh, f- several weeks ago now, um, I forget where, but essentially said one of the greatest apologetics we can have right now is not being a jerk. Um, right. Because, yeah. because, because in our society, uh, everything has become so tribalized that if you disagree with me, Um, It's not something that we can just remain in relationship with. If you disagree with me, like we can't be friends anymore. You're now my enemy and, and we treat people accordingly. So, and that, that has, I don't even want to say it's crept into the church. It has infiltrated the church and, and it's almost like there's not an aspect of the church in which that has not tainted, um, tainted how we think or about things or do things. So I appreciate his admonition that our greatest apologetic right now is to not be a jerk, is to be kind, to be wise, um, to to uh, help people, um, to love people, even in spite of themselves. So um, apologetics includes a, a whole lot of things. But I think when you when you cover even the philosophical or the evidentiary aspects of apologetics, it can be important as well, because the last thing you want for believers is to think that while wow, there is no uh, there is no foundation as to why i believe what i believe because for many um that i've experienced in the church it's simply you know christ is someone they've grown up with and they've grown up around christianity but no one has really dived deep with them as to what are fundamental christian beliefs what the bible teaches why we can trust the scriptures why we can trust Jesus why we believe in Jesus what does Jesus call us to do um, why that's cause we just have we have a lot of folks that are just uh, overcome with a in a veggie tales kind of faith that's the depth mm-hmm. they watched veggie tales and that's how they came to Christ
0: right so. absolutely so it needs to go deeper than just Bible stories
1: mm-hmm
0: um, you, it needs to be intellectual, but it's not, but also the, the fear with when we say intellectual is that the average Joe can't do it. Uh, but that's just not true. Right. Um, you, and w- I think we also have to recognize that, you know, and I always tell this to people, if you don't know an answer, don't make it up, tell them, be honest and say, Hey, can I get back to you on that? And if it, if it's a truly, you know, interested person, I think they would, Absolutely. Uh, say yeah, sure.
1: Well, I, you can't know everything, right? Like right. in, in God willing, you'll know more tomorrow than you know today, and we're all kind of, you know, on this journey of learning Christ together, uh, which I really like the term learning Christ, which I stole from uh, Colin Marshall and Tony Payne from the Vine Project or the Vi- mm. tr- the trellis in the vine. Um, because not only we're learning, uh, about Jesus, but we're learning about how he calls us to live, how he calls us to interact with one another, how he calls us to worship him. Um, so our lives are centered on the one who has saved us. Right. And, and as such, we're, we're called to, to live in light of him. And we're going to continually learn. That doesn't mean that day one or even day 10,001 that we are going to have, um, the majority of the answers, never mind all the answers right mm-hmm.
0: right absolutely
1: yeah all right uh n- lastly, the last uh question which I actually no was not from Josh Cheney um it was from um a fellow in my church um and he asked about how um how some worship services tend or trend towards emotionalism. Um, and I think what he means there, just based on conversations he and I have had previously, is hmm. what can come across as emotional manipulation, um, whether it be um, the music that we sing or the words that we use to communicate God's truth or or even the way that pastors can preach in that they can be manipulative in their focus, in their application, and how they communicate something that may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, his question was about our thoughts on emotionalism in service.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah so.
1: And emotionalism, by the way, is different than emotion.
0: Right, because I was going to say that I tend to not be an emotional, like, preacher. Like, like as I kind of said earlier, I wouldn't make a good megachurch pastor because I'm not a hype man. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at it as, you know, using emotion or excitement or structuring the service or whatever to create an experience, an emotional experience. I mean, I think it was Charles Finney said, give me the right music and I can get anybody saved.
1: Mm.
0: Or or so, something like that, and so um, you know, th- there's one mega church pastor out there that I remember put out a manual on how they do baptisms, and they like set people up in the congregation that when it's time to be baptized, they set stand up to go get baptized to kind of like break the ice, mm-hmm. you know, for the spontaneous baptisms uh, mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And so I think he's got, uh, I think he's you know, thinking in the right direction that you can use emotionalism to manipulate or, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, orchestrate things psychologically, even to get the the product that you want. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, I think you're right that that it's different. That is different than preaching with with emotion or Mm -hmm. passion or Mm -hmm. feeling, Mm -hmm. um, but not using those things to uh, create what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's kind of like the (laughs) the person crying when they're getting pulled over to get out of a speeding ticket, they use emotion to get what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and those can be fine lines. So those can be gray areas and gray lines. Um, you know, because someone could think you're, you could be an emotional person and, or the moment is emotional, but if someone has a background in, you know, being abused emotionally, you know, they might receive that differently. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so someone who has a bad negative experience at a church that used emotional abusive techniques might come into something that's genuinely being emotional, so to speak in a, in a positive way, but still be overly heightened and sensitive to it.
1: Mm -hmm. And we see, we see the importance of emotion Throughout the scriptures, we see the emotions that are expressed in the Psalms. Uh, we see the experiences of people. I mean, we each have a kind of experience when we come to Christ in which we, you know, turn from our unbelief towards Christ in faith. So. So we um we ha- it's not that our worship is not emotive mm. or even including emotion or experience, but ultimately our worship is for the glory of God. And right. and what we're doing is worshiping God and not ourselves. So when we come to a place of emotion, it should be in light of the truth of God <clears throat> and the truths that he displays through the world in the word. So, yes. Um, so so John Blackwell, who's actually the, the guy who, who asked the original question. So he asked, how about the view that someone's emotional worship is more genuine? Um, so, I mean, no, <laughs> uh, right? Like someone, someone um, God has made each of us differently. Like Mike has shared, he's not a very emotional person. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm an emotively driven person either. Uh, though I do get uh, emotional at times, even when I preach. But how one it, how one expresses themselves, their self in worship um, is not any, any sign of them being more worshipful than someone else. Um, because we're all just, we're created differently. God's wired us differently. So you might have some that, that, I know people who will cry at the drop of a hat. I know Mm -hmm. some people who, it doesn't matter what you do, they hardly show any kind of emotion. Um, So I think the same or similar principle can be applied here where people are are going to genuinely worship differently outwardly. Um, Jesus calls us in in the gospel of John, uh, John four, that we are to worship in what spirit and truth. Um, He doesn't say worship in uh, ever-flowing tears. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Right. Mikey, are you back back doing uh, Berkshire work right now in the middle of our our show? No,
0: I'm listening. Yes, and I'm listening.
1: So you are doing Berkshire work right now. (laughs) Um, listen, if we, if Mike, I'm going to make. It, if you're going to do Berkshire work in the middle of our program, you are you're going to have to talk to the head honcho uh, and get get the show sponsored
0: by, <laughs> by Berkshire.
1: We'll give you a. We'll don't do worry. You a don't worry.
0: After this week, it won't it won't happen again. Okay, I promise. Okay. I appreciate it.
1: Um. Yeah. <sighs> Mike's phone going off again in the middle of the show. Well, Mike, uh, I'm going to bring us to to a close because I've got a busy day ahead of me, and I'm sure clearly you do as well, (laughs) considering you came instead of signing 45 minutes for us. But, um, hey, we appreciate everyone dropping those questions in on Facebook. Um, uh, And and, uh, I guess tomorrow or next week we won't have a show. Mike won't be available. Um, We're going to take a week off. And I think Mike and I are going to talk. We're going to have to take a break here soon. Anyway, it's it's getting to be the Christmas season, Thanksgiving season, New Year's and all that. And, it, mm. and it's kind of a busy season for pastors and churches. So we might have to take a little bit of a break like we've done before to, to take care of that. So, yep. Um, yep. Cool. All right, man. Well, uh, it's good to talk with you and uh, be with everybody here on the show. We hope you guys had fun and we answered some of your questions. Um, we might do this more often. If you have <clears throat> questions or you have topics that you'd like uh, to send our way, uh, you can send them send them to my email address, which is Pastor Eric Reynolds at gmail.com. Um, that's Pastor Eric, E-R-I-K Reynolds at gmail.com. We'll talk to you guys soon. God bless you.